This is Hope FM. Well, that's Hillsong United there. And... uh, what the world will never take. Well, you heard me saying uh, a moment or two ago that my knowledge of the use of essential oils was very limited. And clearly, I need help. And here to help me with all of that is my next guest, uh, Janita Duffin. Good morning, Janita. Good morning. Now, Janita, before we get into your, your own introduction to essential oils, uh, I mean, obviously, you're, you're a person of, of faith. How did that journey begin for you? Uh, well, yes, yeah, so I was um, born in Poole um, and then uh, moved across to Bournemouth and, and I now live in Christchurch. Um, I was uh, brought up in a Christian home with um, two very loving parents and so I attended many churches as I grew up um, across this area and uh, I now go to Coastline Vineyard Church with my husband Phil. Now, as you, has your Christian? I mean, as you look back, as we all do, and look forward on our on our Christian lives, has it has it been a bit of an exciting journey with all those usual ups and downs that most of it most of us experience? Um, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I think um, uh, the, my biggest challenge really has has been in, in my Christian faith um, was uh, the loss of both of our babies. Uh, both my husband and I unfortunately lost uh, both of our babies. Um, this year, they would have actually been 16 and 14 years old. So, um, so yeah, so for me, that is, um, you know, a, a daily battle, really, um, battling with all of that and, and coping with all of that. Um, and um, so, yeah, so my Christian faith, um, I've got to be honest, it's been a bit of an up and down journey. Um, it's not easy coping with something like this. Um but I'm beginning to feel that I'm I'm getting stronger and beginning to kind of feel like I'm coming out the other side, um, and uh, things are beginning to, to to feel a bit different for me. So it's amazing, isn't it? How even the, the the hardest difficulties that we face, and in your case, obviously the loss of of a child, you know, and uh, that it's such pain. But but at the same time, I guess that by being honest as you have been and. And, and you know, but dealing with it, and and also the fact that there are good days and bad days. Have, have you found that, as you've mixed with other people, even with people dealing with this whole COVID scenario that we're dealing with at the moment, have have you found that that you've been able to be an encouragement to others who are going through maybe not the same pain as you, but something similar? For sure, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, until you have experienced. Um, something you, you don't really have much empathy with other people that are going through something similar. Um, and so certainly, uh, unfortunately, bad experiences are part of life, but they do actually teach you a, an awful lot. Um, and if you, if you choose to turn around and actually look at them to see what you can actually learn from them, uh, you can actually take quite a lot from them. Um, and actually then begin to use that to actually help and reach out to other people. So, yeah. It's interesting. And, if, and of course, it's, so, it's okay, isn't it, to, to actually be in times, well, dark times, isn't it? I mean, no, nobody would put our hand up and vote for these challenges that life presents us with. But the bottom line is that, that oftentimes it's through the pain that we have our, our greatest learning. Have you found that? Um, yes, I have, um, but it's still a very much a, an ongoing process for sure. me. I'm no, no by, by no means there. Yeah. Um, but um, but yes, it, it is. 
um, it is a place where you do learn. Um, uh, but I think you've actually got to have an open mind to actually um, want to look at it in that way. Um, because certainly child loss is very, very consuming and you have a choice whether you're actually going to let it completely overtake you or whether you're actually going to kind of turn around and actually manage and deal with the situation and actually try and get some good out of it. Um, and so, I, you know, I kind of kind of feel, you know, over the last couple of years, that has def- definitely been a turning point for me. Well, you're here, of course, to talk to me about essential oils. And this is one subject that I must say I'm looking forward to talking to you about. What was your own introduction to uh, what, what is now, of course, your business? Uh, well, yes. So uh, my introduction to um, essential oils um, really was May of, of uh, 2018. Um, and uh, I was introduced to the, these essential oils by a very good friend of mine, uh, Beverly, uh, who is now my, my partner in crime. We actually work very closely together now. Um, and uh, 2018 was a year that um, I was really, really struggling with emotionally. It was coming to light that I wasn't dealing particularly well with the grief of losing both of our babies. Um, and uh, emotionally and spiritually uh, and physically, I was in quite a mess in 2018. Um, and I found myself... Um, and Beverly um, said to me, you know, why didn't I try some of these essential oils? Um, and um, I was quite polite, but I was quite persistent in saying I really didn't think smelling some essential oils was actually going to cut the mess that my head was in. Um, but she was very gentle and she was very um, persistent. And, um, and she said, well, look, by your own words, you're, you're, you're a complete mess. What have you got to lose? So I kind of thought, so eventually I kind of said, okay, fine, through gritted teeth, admittedly, we laugh about it now, uh, but through gritted teeth, I said, okay, fine, I'll try the oils, thinking they're not going to do anything. Um, and well, at, at least if nothing else, I'll enjoy the smell. When she said, so and, I started uh, using. Were you were you aware of the extent of the oils? I mean, or were you like me, a bit ignorant of the whole thing? I was very ignorant uh, of, the, of the whole thing, um, and I was very reluctant to try the essential oils because I had used essential oils in the past, and I'd always ended up with a headache. Now I know why. <laughs> um, but uh, back then, I was kind of thinking, I've got enough on my plate. I really didn't want to have to deal with headaches on top of everything else that I was dealing with. So, um, so anyway, eventually I, um, I actually bought um, a collection of oils, uh, which is actually called um, the Emotional Aromatherapy uh, Kit or Collection. And within this, this collection, there are um, six bottles of blends of different oils for specific emotions. Um, and uh, so I, I bought this, this kit and thought, okay, fine, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try them. Um, when I started using the oils, two of these uh, blends of oils were quite citrusy in, in flavors, and I quite like citrusy flavors. Um, so I kind of came home and started using the, 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 these two oils. On my journey home, I was thinking, what am I going to say to my husband? I bought six bottles of oil, and I don't actually like the other four. I'm only going to be using the two. How am I going to get this past him? But anyway... Um, I started using the, the two citrusy oils, but I actually felt, my body kind of felt like it didn't want to smell those, those scents, which I thought was quite strange because I naturally would um, migrate towards citrus scents. 
So then I kind of looked at the other four um, oils in, in this kit that I previously had pushed to one side. And there were three of these blends that, that um, just really kind of, kind of hit me in the face, really. Um, and they, these three oils were actually called um, Forgive, Peace and Console. And uh, I started using these, these three oils um, and I just couldn't get enough of these oils. Um, and so as I was going through my counselling, I was still using uh, the oils. Um, and uh, in, in November of, of that year, it kind of all came to a climax where we actually did some stuff uh, which we'd never done before um, as a result of, of the counselling actually dealing with, with some of the things that, that we're actually dealing with. Um, and the reason that I had kind of put off doing what I was doing um, in 2018 with counselling was because the emotions were just so raw and just so painful. Like I just physically and emotionally and mentally, I just couldn't cope with actually turning around and facing some of this pretty ugly stuff. But as I was using the oils, um, I was actually able to turn around and actually deal with some of this stuff. Was it painful? Yes. Did I cry? Absolutely. Um, but it, somehow the edge was taken off. Um, and uh, I was actually able to deal with it, which uh, was absolutely amazing. Then in December of that year, uh, both Beverly and myself went up to London and uh, did some, some training. Uh, and part of this, this training day, um, there was a psychiatrist uh, from America that came across, and she talked about this emotional kit, this collection of oils. And it was at that training that I had my light bulb moment because she actually explained how these oils actually work. Um, and basically, um, once you have actually inhaled uh, the oils, so through uh, the, the sense of smell, within 20 seconds, um, particles of these oils actually get into the brain. Um, and once they get into the brain, they start to change the chemistry, the chemicals within the brain. And then once the chemistry starts to change, that actually helps to support, to, to change the thought processes. And then once the thought processes get changed, the mood starts to change. And when the mood starts to change, the behavior changes. And when the behavior changes, you end up at a different place, which is why... Um, I found it easier to actually deal with all of this, um, this ugly stuff uh, because although at the time when I was using the oils, there were no thunderbolt and lightning experiences, um, and, I was, and I was kind of thinking, well, I'm not quite sure these oils are doing anything, but I'm enjoying the smell, um, and I just continued to use them. Um, but actually in December, that was my light bulb moment when I actually realized how hard these oils had actually been working uh, and supporting me on a, a mental and an emotional level, which I hadn't even registered, um, and um, was actually then able to kind of um, help to turn things around for me. So well, at that point, I was kind of thinking, mm, sorry. I was going to say, let's have a, your first piece of music. It's fascinating, all of this, and uh, we've, got, we've got such a lot of ground to cover, and will we do it in one programme? I don't think so. Uh, but anyway, I'll let you introduce <laughs> your, your first piece of music. It's, it's Mary Mary. Yeah, so Mary Mary. So I just absolutely love um, this uh, piece of music. Um, for many people who know me, they know that I am not a morning person. <laughs> uh, mornings are uh, a little bit difficult for me. Uh, 
Um, and so I have been known to have a little jig around the kitchen for when, when I'm eating my breakfast uh, when listening to this one. It, this is what I call my, my happy morning music. Well, well listen, Jenny, uh, it, it's not, well, it was not too far off noon, you know, so uh, feel free to jig around. <laughs> You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. And my very special guest today talking about the use of essential oils is Janita Duffin. And uh, we left off, Janita, where you just started using the oils itself. You just want to finish off the impact that that had on you. Yeah, for sure. So... Um, after I had the, the, the training in December and I had my light bulb moment of how the oils were actually working uh, with me uh, on a mental, mental and emotional level, um, I then started using them for some physical things that I had uh, wrong, some, some pain and um, other things that were, were going on in my body. Um, and again, I had um, phenomenal results with that. Um, and it was at that point that I was that I kind of thought there is something very different about these oils. Uh, this is not the experience that I remember from past uh, essential oils that I had used. Um, and uh, it is at that point that I kind of took a serious look um, at, at these essential oils. Now, obviously, the the oils are are classed as alternative therapy and so on. And then there might be some people about you know, well, uh, how do you how do you sort of put the use of oils together with your Christian faith. Of course, isn't it wonderful how God in his wisdom has made uh, the natural world for our benefit? You know, when he, when he made it, he said it, it, it is good. But I guess there's those little gems like what you were talking about this morning that we, that we discover. But when you're talking to somebody who maybe is a wee bit concerned about what some people call alternative, um, how, how do you explain that to them? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. Um, and um, for me personally, as, as a Christian, um, I take the Bible um, as um, a guide for, for me through life. Um, I personally believe it is the living Word of God. Um, and um, it's a really good handbook to actually help us through life. So if anything is actually mentioned um, in the Bible or referenced in the Bible, um, then it's, it's worth taking note of, in, in my opinion. Um, and so when we actually look um, at essential oils, um, they, they have been classed as a bit new agey. Um, and, um, and so some people are a little bit kind of put off with that. But when I actually look in the Bible um, for guidance, um, we actually see that um, fragrant oils are mentioned numerous occasions throughout both the, the Old and the New Testament. And they have significant uses um, throughout uh, the Old and the New Testament sections of the Bible. So firstly, there are references um, in Ruth uh, for cosmetic uses of fragrant oils um, for festival occasions. Um, And that's actually been uh, used by both Egyptians and Jewish people. Secondly, uh, in Matthew, we, we see... That, that fragrant oils 
um, or essential oils are used um, in funerals uh, for anointing the dead and helping to uh, preserve the bodies. Um, and then thirdly, um, in Isaiah, Jeremiah, um, Ezekiel, and in Revelation, there are references to um, medicinal uses of oils um, and uh, ancient medication uh, to actually help um, heal the body. Um, and fourthly, in Exodus, um, essential oils or, or fragrant oils uh, were used in rituals, um, and uh, these rituals were used uh, for anointing priests. Aaron and his sons are a good example of that. For kings, Saul and David. Um, but also um, objects of the tabernacle were also anointed and were put into service. So there are lots and lots of references to essential oils or fragrant oils uh, throughout the Bible. Uh, and in two kings, it's actually, they're actually referenced as being uh, more valuable than, than gold and silver. And then lastly, in Proverbs 27, um, 9, um, it actually says that fragrant oils make the heart glad. And this, for me, was actually um, a confirmation from this um, psychiatrist who actually explained how essential oils actually worked through the brain, through the thoughts, mood, behavior, and changing the outcomes. Um, essential oils in 2018 did actually help my heart um, to be lighter and to be happier um, with dealing with what I was dealing with. So, um, so yeah, so that I think um, essential oils um, are just beautiful um, and um, they are God-given. Now, we have obviously used the term, and you've been using it constantly, essential oils. But but if you had to define what an essential oil is, how, how would you do that, Janita? Well, first of all, um, I would uh, define the essential oil um, as um, a, a volatile substance of naturally occurring biochemical compounds that are found in plants that gives them their unique smell. It might be a little bit concerning to have the word volatile at the very front of that definition. Volatile sometimes can mean that things are very unstable. But when volatile is used in, in conjunction with essential oils, it actually means that the, the biochemical components that are in the essential oil um, have the ability at room temperature to change from a liquid to a gas. And so when you take off the top of uh, an essential oil bottle and you actually breathe in um, the, the scent, the smell of the oil, what you are actually um, smelling is the biochemical components that have actually turned from a liquid to a gas. So, uh, so obviously um, that definition clearly states that essential oils come from plants. So the big question is, why do plants have essential oils? What, what, what is the purpose of the essential oil in the plant? Well, Beverly and I actually do loads of different uh, classes and courses, 
And uh, for that answer, you're going to need to uh, come on one of my, my sign, courses. To sign up on one that. of your courses. <laughs> and I, I guess you're Zooming. Sign up on one of my courses. You're Zooming those at the moment, are you? <laughs> we've, we've been Zooming them all last year, and they've been incredibly successful. Well, let's have your next uh, choice of music, because, and this is a very appropriate track, actually, because it's Good, Good Father. And, of course, I, I, I made comment to the fact that, uh, that very often God has made such wonderful provision in all sorts of ways for our well-being and um, and certainly you give us the biblical quotes there but I'll let you introduce this particular song uh, why this one in relation to what we're talking about well so God is a good good father um, I haven't always acknowledged that um, and this song kind of really challenges me to actually focus my eyes on God and actually realize his goodness uh, to me and for me um, but also, as well, uh, Chris Tomlin actually sang this at uh, doTERRA's Global Conference last year. Um, and um, so, yeah, so it's just a beautiful song. Oh, I've heard a thousand stories of what they That's a great track there from uh, Chris Tomlin, Good, Good Father, emphasizing the fact that, you know, when God made the world, he said it is good. And and there's so many uh, provisions that God has made for us. Uh, And it's interesting because life is like a great journey of of discovering new things. And, of course, Janita has been sharing with us the the perils that she's discovered in the use of of essential uh, oils. But, uh, Janita, uh, how should and why should we use essential oils or consider it uh, as an alternative therapy? Well, so essential oils um, in their pure and natural state um, have um, a profound effect uh, on our bodies. Um, they don't actually have any side effects uh, with the body at all. Uh, and they're not um, addictive either like um, uh, um, drugs or alcohol. And so they can actually be used um, with, with confidence um, and uh, when they're in their pure state, um, they, they, they really do help the body. But when you actually look um, at the body from a chemistry point of view, um, we are 94% made up of, of three compounds essentially, water, hydrogen and carbon, with about 6% um, made up of trace elements. But when you actually look at pure essential oils, 100% pure essential oils, their composition is 94% water, carbon, and hydrogen, with about 6% trace elements. And uh, so you kind of look at that and you're thinking, wow, well, what are the chances of that? 
it's almost as if someone's actually thought this one through. <laughs> but joking aside from that, this is why essential oils are such a good fit for the human body um, because of, of the composition and how well they actually go uh, with our body. Well, the Bible does say that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and uh, which is, uh, so if there's anybody uh, who knows anything about, about how we take, then that has to be our Creator God Himself. <laughs> One thing that becomes <laughs> Absolutely. Very, is very clear to me, and it's obviously clear, I guess, to all of our listeners this morning, uh, uh, is that the fact that, uh, that Clearly, you, you, you've studied the use of oils, and I know that one of the things that, that you do is run courses. We'll talk about those in just a moment, but you have very graciously provided me with an interactive pack. So you're going to help me to, to have an experience of using these oils. So I've got, I've got all the bits in front of me, so you tell me what I should be doing. Okay, well, so basically there are, there are three ways uh, to use essential oils, and I'm actually going to take you through... Um, one of them. So the first uh, way of using essential oils is aromatically, um, and that would be to um, inhale the oils um, through the, the sense of smell, through the nose. So if you want to get your peppermint oil and just take the, the, the top off. I'm taking the top off even as you speak. Yep, it's off. And I, want you, and I want you to just put one drop in the palm of one of your hands. Okay. And so once you've got that one drop on the palm of your hand, I then actually want you to rub the palms of your hands together only. So you keep the peppermint oil only on the palms of your hand and not onto, going onto the fingers. Interesting. Do I have to take the little... Um, and this is... Just take the little stopper out there to get the... Okay, I've done that. And I'm rubbing it into my palm as we speak. Yep. Okay. Okay. So once you've done that, I then just want you just to then cup your hands over your nose and your mouth and then just to just gently breathe in. The reason I suggested not to rub the essential oil, the peppermint oil, onto your fingers is there's, there's actually no reason why peppermint oil can't go on your fingers. But obviously when you're putting your hands next to your, your face, your fingers are very close to your eyes. Um, and uh, we don't want to get peppermint oil into your eyes. So that's the only reason I said just rub the peppermint oil into the palms of your hands. But as you actually inhale the oil, what are you actually experiencing? Well, actually, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was almost going to nod off to sleep there. If listeners are wondering why the radio was going to suddenly go quiet, because it, it's very, very soothing, and um, and it's yeah. Uh, it's yeah, I've just found it very, very calming and very, very soothing. And considering it's one drop in my palm, you know, which is which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So the other two ways of, uh, of using essential oil um, is topically, actually applying topically to different uh, parts of the body. Would you put it on your pillow at night before you went to bed? Uh, yes, you can do that. Yes, absolutely. Um, so particularly lavender um, and some of the calming um, oils are really good for that. Um, and can really help people to 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 relax and, and to calm down and to get and to get a better night's sleep. Yeah. So if I if if people were want to know a little bit more about this and and particularly in terms of what oils to use or what the alternatives uh, that, uh, depending on what their situation is, I guess that consultation is necessary, isn't it? Really. Uh, so if you took somebody like me, like as a total novice. How would you how would you introduce me? Obviously, I've had my first introduction there by experiencing the smelling of the peppermint oil on my 
calm and enjoyed it. Yeah. What, what, what would the next steps be? Uh, well, I would actually um, talk to you um, and get from you what um, things you want to improve or change um, in whatever um, circumstances you actually are dealing with. Um, and then I would then just go through, I've got some really good resources um, and, and, and uh, the company that I'm partnered with uh, give an awful lot of information as well. Um, uh, and so we would then actually just find some um, essential oils for you to try um, and to see how you get on. Because everybody's chemistry, body chemistry is so different and because the biochemical components in all of the oils are so different, uh, oils work really well with some people and they do absolutely nothing for somebody, for the next person. Um, and so using essential oils um, is a little bit of trial and error. Um, you kind of use different essential oils and see which ones kind of fit in um, with you. But um, it's certainly worth giving it a go. Now, you, you mentioned uh, two things there. One was, of course, the courses that, that, that you do. And so so what, what's the content of the course? And, and is it a series of things online or is it one-off? How does it work? Okay, well, so Beverly and myself um, actually run um, a four-week course, which is essential oils for, for beginners, and this is actually run on Wednesday evenings. Um, we used to hire a local hall. Uh, we started last year, um, but, of course, in March that got closed down, um, and so then we had to move the whole lot uh, onto online, um, and so we actually use Zoom, and uh, we do these, these classes live on zoom each week and we have these interactive experience kits because obviously when we were meeting in the hall um when we were talking about a specific oil we would pass the bottle around and everybody would sniff the bottle you know take a drop out and what have you mm -hmm. but of course when now we're all sat in our own homes it's a lot more difficult um so beverly and i put together these interactive experience kits um which then obviously then gives you the oil experience uh, while you're sat at your home so while we're talking about the different oils um, you can actually then experience them. So the four-week course um, is over four consecutive Wednesdays. We roll it every single month. Um, and so week one, we look at what essential oils are, um, how they're made, how to use them safely and effectively. Week two, we look at basic health care, which essential oils to use for basic health care. Uh, week three, we look at green cleaning, uh, reducing the toxic load and actually using essential oils for cleaning uh, the home. I'm probably now about 80 to 90 percent uh, cleaning my home with essential oils and the results are amazing I have to say. Mm. Um, and then week four looking at using essential oils in cooking. Now I just wanted just to quickly say that obviously taking essential oils internally is actually a hot potato subject um, and there are many people, um, aromatherapists, that fundamentally say that essential oils should not be taken internally and for the most part I 100% agree with them and the reason for that being is that many essential oils on the market are actually contaminated or adulterated um, and uh, that is a big big issue um, so the essential oils that I actually work with are certified 100% pure essential oils there is nothing else in them at all um, and so many of these essential oils are actually fit for human consumption. I do not advocate that you can take anybody else's essential oils, like a lemon oil, for example. You would assume that lemon oil would be, um, you'd be able to consume it. Um, I do not advocate that anybody else's 
lemon oil can be taken internally. I have no idea of their production process. I have no idea whether they have tested it for adulteration or contamination. The essential oils that I work with have been tested and they are certified and, for human consumption. And do you use diffusers, you know, the, the little machines that you can buy that will effectively put the oil into the atmosphere of your of your home environment? Yes, we do. Yes, absolutely. You know, they're actually amazing uh, needle devices. Um, they actually work um, by mixing the essential oil and the water together. So the mist or local steam that kind of comes out the top is actually a mixture of water and the essential oil. Uh, back in the 80s and 90s, I did used to burn oil. Um, as I'm, I'm sure many um, listeners did as well. Um, but actually, when the oil is burnt over um, a tea light, uh, it actually heats the oil to too high a temperature and actually starts to break down um, the, the oil and the, the components within it, um, and it doesn't have as much health benefit um, if, if it's actually burnt. So using diffusers is by far a much better way to go. Now, obviously, you're wetting all our appetites. If somebody wanted to sign up for the course, how hard do they do that? Is You said it's a four-week commitment. Yes, yeah. So the, probably the easiest way, um, well, there's a couple of ways that people can actually do that. Uh, first thing would be to, uh, to shoot me a, an email. So my email address is hello at rethinkessentialliving.com. So Rethink Essential Living is all one word, all lowercase. So hello at rethinkessentialliving.com. Um, or you can actually go onto my business Facebook page, which is Rethink Essential Living. Um, and all of the, uh, the classes and the courses are actually up on there. And you get a lot more information and details about the different classes and courses that we do as well. So that we'll just go over that again. So it's hello essentialliving.com. Uh, and, and what was the other one? Sorry. Uh, so the Facebook page Facebook, is yeah. also called Rethink Essential Living. Rethink Essential so, Living. Yeah, yeah that, so that, that's fine. And of course, Essential Living. Uh, yeah. And of, of course, we haven't, we haven't got too much time to talk about it, but obviously your supplies come from a company called uh, uh, doTERRA, and, and they, of course, deal very ethically yeah. in the supply of, of the oils, you know, particularly with you know, where they're sourcing those oils from, making a big difference, of course, to the lives of, of many people uh, in terms of fair trade. Yes, they do. Um, they actually um, started in, in 2008, um, and in the first five years, they actually um, documented bigger growth than Apple. Uh, they are now the largest essential oil producing company globally, and they currently um, own about 25% of the global market. So they are a huge company, um, and they are growing year on year. But they actually... Uh, having a little strap line, uh, they actually want to produce the best and they want to help the most. And they actually um, want to, to change people's lives, both sides of the bottle. Um, the essential oil industry is not as good as it could be or as good as it should be. Um, and so when they started, they, they knew that 100% um, pure essential oils were going to be a game changer. And they actually started in 2008 by asking the question, what would it look like to actually produce 100% pure essential oils? Which kind of begs the question that prior to 2008, that was not the case. So since then, they have um, set about targeting change. 
Um, they, um, they, they do produce 100% pure essential oils, um, but unfortunately it is actually legal to produce an essential oil that only has about 10% of the pure essential oil in it. The 90% of the bottle can then be made up of anything and everything for you to be able to put a label on that bottle to call it a pure essential oil, which they thought was not right. Um, so they have, um, they don't point fingers, they just keep their head down and they actually do the right thing, uh, which is producing pure essential oils. Um, they, um, they also um, addressed another huge issue uh, within the essential oil industry, and that is brokers. Now, brokers are people that essentially stand between the people that grow the plant matter that is used for making essential oils and essential oil companies. Um, and these people are generally not nice people. Um, they really rip the, the growers off. Um, essential oil um, material, plant matter, is sourced from all around the world, but the vast majority of it comes from uh, around the equator and the areas and, and, and countries around the equator. And those areas um, uh, and nations tend to, to have the poorer people living in them. And so these brokers um, have been known to kind of really rip these, these, these poor people off, sometimes delaying their payments anything from six months to a year after they have actually delivered the product, um, the, 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 the plant matter. And so doTERRA have actually addressed this situation where they refuse to deal with brokers and they actually go direct to these people and actually form partnerships with them. Um, and by doing that, they actually secure um, good quality product um, and uh, these people get paid good, fair wages, and doTERRA have never missed a payment to any of these, these partners. Uh, and they have got hundreds of thousands of partners globally. Um, sometimes they don't actually pay them money, they actually pay them food. Um, and so this is actually called uh, co-impact sourcing, where they actually invest in, in the communities of people actually growing the plant matter for them. They have personal relationships with them, um, which also then gives them excellent uh, quality essential oils. Um, so both sides of the bottle, they are changing lives. This is Hope FM.